as we always do on a Thursday and talk about meats. This brought to you by All Sauger Meats out in Audubon, Minnesota. You can find them right on Main Drag. Out there. So let me tell you, I, I bought two ribeyes out there, cooked them up for V-Day, Valentine's Day. Phenomenal. Phenomenal meat out at All Sauger Meats. So go out there and give them a shot. Spencer Wirt, well, you know what? He's out in New Salem, North Dakota, and we're checking in with him right now. Spence, my man, how you been? I've been great. How about you, Tyler? I've been just wonderful. I appreciate you asking. Things are going well. Did you get any of the blizzard that hit us uh, th- uh, Tuesday night? We did, yeah. Okay. We, uh, it, 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 it hit here first, not as bad as what uh, Fargo got, but it was it was white out. You know, luckily I live like four blocks from my where I work, so the storms don't affect me that much. But sure. my wife, on the other hand, had to come for Bismarck. It Ooh. was uh, it was a doozy getting home that night. Let me ask you a personal question now. So if you only live four blocks from work when it's nice out, do you walk to work? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. The, I figured that was going to be the answer. I just wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> I, I, I uh, you know, I got a golf cart sitting in my house, and one of these days, that's what I'm going to drive all summer. It's just my golf cart to work every day. But why not? Right now, I, yeah. I drive. Why not fire up the big rig? We'll we'll get over there in no time. <laughs> Three five two seven zero. This is your chance. Any meat related question, cuts, rubs, techniques, it's all on the table. In fact. There's some messages. Uh, I know one was sent in like two hours ago, but I'll uh, start off with the ones that were just sent in. Tyler, question for the meat dude. This week, I bought a full rack of baby rat, uh, baby back ribs for five fifty. Has pork prices come down to a more normal price? Yeah, I think pork pork prices have really, I'll use the term, stabilized since the craziness of COVID. However many years ago that was. It, seem to drag on forever um prices are 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 pretty average back to normal and and when it comes to ribs and 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 kind of pork as a whole it's very time of year related on price you know ribs aren't that popular right now they're not flying off the shelf it ain't quite barbecue season so you're gonna find some really great deals if if a retailer has inventory on them. Um, I'm assuming he's meaning 550 for the whole rack. The whole rack of baby back ribs probably only weighs uh, two and a half, three pounds. So we're looking at what a dollar fifty, two dollars a pound. That's yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good. I'm sure that was sale price, but uh, yeah, a lot of factors go into not only the type of meat, but also uh, type like beef versus pork, but also the actual cut and the time of year. And there's there's a lot of factors going into what your retail price is. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised to see the price tag on this five fifty for a full rack of baby back ribs. I had asked you this before, uh, and I don't remember the answer, so allow me to ask you again. Uh, you know, if if you go to a restaurant and you get uh, you know a, a slab of ribs, half rack, uh, there's times where I mean it, you can just cut right through between the ribs, and uh, you don't have on one end where it's kind of that connected cartilage. Why? Why do some places keep that on as far as butchers versus taking it where it's just well, easy access? Yeah, that's that's spare ribs, and okay. uh, you know the the sternum has that cartilage, and and uh, you know it could just be missed while they were trimming them up, cutting them, cutting them up. It's you can still get through it with a knife, You're you right. know, cutting lengthwise along the bone. But sometimes you get them little um, pearly white cartilage knobs at the yep. end of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, 
There. Uh, now, I'll remember this time. I won't ever ask you again, okay? You got my word. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Would you ask Spencer if the granulated garlic is the same as dehydrated garlic flakes? Ooh. Dehydrated garlic flakes. I am. I can honestly say I've never heard of that or seen it on a shelf. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, but I'm going to say no, because, uh, flakes, I, dehydrated onion flakes just is coming to my mind. And, and if that's the, the texture of dehydrated garlic flakes, then no, that's not what you're, they're, they're not the same at all. Um, but yeah, I, I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Okay. Well, now I'm going to be a uh, spine with my little eye when I go to the grocery store and see if I can in fact see, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to Google that things. when we're done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll report back next week, then, all right? You know, I, I had a question about uh, cuts. I saw someone online smoked picanha, right? And they're like, oh, hey, I cut, the, I cut with the grain so the individual steaks would be able to be cut against the grain. Does that matter at all, or is this just, a, hey, it looks appealing? It it, it does. Um, carving, cutting you know, carving is referred to cutting cooked meat and cutting is cutting fresh meat. Obviously the, the, the way you cut with the grain, it does definitely affect the, the eating experience rule of thumb. Anytime you're cutting fresh steaks is always cut against the grain. And most of the time when you're carving cooked roast, it, it's also um, rule of thumb to cut against the grain. Um, but there is, there is something there. I mean, it creates, <laughs> it creates a different meal when you, when you cut something with the grain versus against the grain and picanha is a great, uh, is, is a great piece of meat to kind of use to explain that because it's a nice whole muscle. Everything's running in one direction and the true term picanha, you know, the Brazilian method of cooking the sirloin cap is with the grain and then they curl it into like a U with the fat cap on, skewer it and grill it with the grain. And then when you go to cut it, to eat it, yeah, you cut against the grain and you still get that nice mouthfeel. Um, but there is, there is something, something to be said. And that's, that's, you know, just kind of butchering one-on-one is, and that's state cutting rule is you always try to cut against the grain creates a better mouthfeel while you're eating. But, there's certain cuts that you can get away with doing it the other way too. I'm going to ask you uh, a question because you relayed in that answer. Obviously you said, well, that's so obvious. I found myself saying, I didn't know that after right before you said obvious about cutting versus carving ones when it's hot and ones when it's not. <laughs> what is that common knowledge? Is that, is did, this taught? Did I say obviously? You uh, said, obviously like obviously? you're speaking oh, down gosh, to me, no. young man. <laughs> It's like you're in front of your lecture hall again, Eric. Did it's you know ob- that? It's obvious to me. <laughs> it did. It did feel like we had a little professor work moment yeah. there. I mean, you you, you yeah, cut when it. it's uh, when it, when it's uh, cold, and you carve when it's hot. I mean, obviously. And I was like, oh, did not know that. Okay. Can I pose I a think little? I just said it at the wrong time. <laughs> I, I think it's the way of which you said. <laughs> so, uh, Spencer, as as like a follow up with the width and against the grain. Uh, I've been told the analogy, if you think of like meat tissue, muscle fiber as, as a bunch of strings or tubes or whatever, cylindrical, that when you're with the grain, it's that long muscle fiber and that gives you a certain mouthfeel. And when it's against, you make a packet of very short ones that tend to fall apart while you're eating them. Exactly. Because, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head because it is 
fiber. They are fibers. Everything is connected from one end to the other. So when you cut against the grain, you're making really short um, fibers that when you bite into it, they all just kind of fall apart. Or if you cut with the grain, you have that long string that you're trying to chew through. Obviously, yeah, that sounds obviously. obviously. I'm gonna say that every You're, time we do the show now. now obviously, <laughs> uh, Tyler, I got messages for you, questions for you. Three five two seven zero. Tyler, please ask how heavy to apply granulated garlic on meat, and does it vary by meat type? Um, I would use granulated garlic um, the same as you know, any other spice that you're using um now I'm, I'm trying to think of a recipe that we've talked over the past three years about of our carnivore seasoning rub of uh salt pepper and garlic and it's the, the basic rub to that is a half a cup of salt a tablespoon of black pepper and a teaspoon of granulated garlic granulated garlic is very potent so you don't need a lot um because a little does go a long ways in flames of, in terms of flavor. Um, but, you know, out in North Dakota, everybody loves extra garlic on everything. So, um, yeah, I use use it sparingly. We'll, we'll okay. say that. Does it vary by meat type? I, I mean, uh, you know, if you're doing beef versus pork? I, I think that just... Uh, that's in anything, sausage or, or a dry rub or anything. Seasoning affects different meats differently because beef is a lot more potent, a lot stronger flavored meat compared to pork, where pork just takes in whatever you put on it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, the same amount of garlic on a pork chop versus a beef ribeye steak is, is going to taste different because of the potency of flavor of beef compared to pork. So I, I would say, yes, it does matter what kind of meat you're using. Tyler, question for the meat, pardon me, the meat dude. What's the best way to prepare a beef brisket? Um, first thing and is going to be trimming it to a point where it's nice and flat and even and you don't have a lot of excess fat on the outside of the brisket. Um, next, anytime I'm... There's there's all sorts of seasonings that you can find premixes and and there's all sorts of companies that have specific brisket rubs and and you know there's a long long list so finding what type of seasoning you like on your brisket is kind of a pers- personal preference. Anytime I'm making brisket for a large crowd or catering or anything like that, it's salt, pepper, garlic. Just let beef be the be the show, um, and then past that we're we're smoking it at 180. Um, 200 for about five, six hours, probably bump that up even a little higher to 20, waiting until that internal temp gets around 160, 150, even down to, we'll go 140 to 160. Once you're in that range, uh, wrap it with whether you have tinfoil or that pink butcher paper that you see all the guys on social media using, something to trap that humidity around that brisket for the rest of the cook because once that meat hits that, you know, 150 degrees, it ain't going to take much smoke in anymore. And all you're trying to do is render down all that collagen and creating that tender brisket that everybody pictures in their head when we talk brisket. Um, past that, however many hours that takes, depending on the size of your brisket, probably six to seven hours. Um, 
then that cook, you want to hit at least 200 internal temperature. Um, and that's, that, that, that's kind of it. Once you hit 200, the longer you let it rest, the better experience you're going to have, you know, don't pull it right out and go to carving right away. Let it rest for, you know, a good half hour, or even an hour, just still wrapped, even in a cooler or, or, or whatever, just to let it rest and continue that, um, rendering down of that collagen to create that good tender briskets and slice against the grain and i said slice i should have said carve carb. right obviously that's that's, that's carb, the obviously i should have said carve <laughs> spence i'm up against the clock pal obviously you and i will pick up again this conversation next week at this time how's that sound this is going to be fun we'll see if you remember that term next week Okay, yeah, we'll see if you do. Because you know what I got in my mind? I'm going to ask you about roadkill next week. You're a meat dude. Ooh, would you? You think fun. about that and get back to me a week from this uh, time, all right? All right. All right, we'll talk to you then. Spencer Worth, the meat dude, every week. This conversation brought to you by Alls Auger Meats. You can find them out in Audubon, Minnesota. When we come back, you know what? We're going to continue to talk about steak because the steak out. We're doing one on Saturday. We're going to tell you where and if you want to stop on out. Say hello. We'll tell you what time we're going to be out there as well. I'm Tyler Rax. This Afternoons Live is rolling on on a Thursday afternoon. Stick around. Steak, steak, steak,